What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Football Talk Podcast, episode number two. Today, we're going to be talking about the Switzerland-Brazil game, Germany versus Mexico, and the game that just happened, which is Sweden against South Korea. So, Gian, would you like to start yeah, us off I here? Yeah, I mean, I think a good place to start is with the uh, Switzerland-Brazil game. I mean, you, you being Swiss, just, I think you have a bit of an emotional tirade to go on about how that how Switzerland's game plan has been perceived, so... See, I, I, I will go on if sure, you want you, me to go on. Sure, you can go on. That would be a way to start this podcast as you going on. Go ahead. <coughs> can I talk about Fox Sports now? I mean, you can start <laughs> with, with, with an explanation of what happened. Basically how Birami... Okay, basically what happened is that we held Brazil in incredible fashion as well. Great. We had... Okay. We had one of the best defensive performances I've seen so far from Switzerland, honestly. Barami had Neymar in his pocket throughout the uh, entire match until he got subbed off. And defensively, Akajani, Lichtsteiner, all those players played excellent, in my opinion. That was a great defensive performance. And uh, Petkovic, throughout the entire game, calm and composed. He knew what he was doing throughout yeah, the entire yo, match. Yeah, Petkovic has this air of just being like, I know what I'm doing. And I, I just like looking at him, like, I imagine as a player looking at Petkovic, like, yeah, things are under control. And th- that was a fantastically executed yeah. game plan. Having Barami just sit, um, basically, in... In front of the two center backs and just close down Neymar every opportunity. That was a very very smart, smart game plan. Uh, I think Arsenal often use um, Jaka to do that kind of job, the defensive uh, job. I think Petkovic but just showed him that no, you have Jaka yeah. start the attacks and you have Barami sit back and deal with. Yeah. Shaka, you know, deal yeah. with Shaka was 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 struggling a bit, uh, creating chances in the first half. Honestly, Brazil played better in the first half. Second half was all ours though, defensively and attacking wise. We were uh, dominant, honestly. And while a lot of people like Fox Sports are complaining that we had a disgraceful disgraceful performance, I think it's an opposite. I think it was a very, very uh, good performance from us. I mean, defensively especially. We were able to hold Brazil to a 1-1 draw. And Brazil, you know, while they are a good side, Neymar, uh, he didn't, really didn't show up for them. And again, another uh, another excuse from Fox Sports is that oh Neymar was fouled eleven times, uh, the Swiss played dirty, blah blah blah. Okay, a couple of our fouls uh, on Neymar were, I, I admit, harsh. But there's VAR to to break it down to see if if, if it's uh, worth a red, which they can use. And half the other time, Neymar's flopping around and diving as he usually does. He he, he was just over-exaggerating half of the, the fouls on him. And he was, obviously, he was frust- frustrated because Barami had him in his pocket in the entire game. A, a 33-year-old that plays at Udinese, the best time he ever had was at West Ham. And he's and he, um, Barami, that man, had Neymar, one of the best players in the world, in his pocket. So I can understand the frustration. And Fox Sports complaining about that Miranda shove. Honestly, not in my opinion, it wasn't that bad. They looked at the uh, the VRR referees would have told the referee if it if it shouldn't have counted. Yeah. wasn't a it wasn't a bad push. I don't know uh, what the complaint there is. There's been a lot of you know, the funny thing about about the World Cup is because everybody's reporting on it constantly. You get so many different opinions. It becomes kind of like almost a mess to follow. Uh, I've heard a lot of strange things being said about Switzerland, like the the BT Football Writers Podcast, which. Occasionally, I think they say things that I really agree with, and occasionally they say things that I really cannot understand where they're coming from. They predict Switzerland as finishing bottom of the group, which, I mean, after that performance, I don't I, see happening. Yeah, like, no that, that was a really solid performance. Petkovic 
is a cup competition manager. He did a really good job um, in just shutting down Brazil. Knew what Brazil were going to do, close them down. But I think before we sort of go harsh on Brazil, which I think they, they deserve to some extent, but before we go really harsh on them, I think we need to look at sort of the bigger picture, uh, what Brazil did well. I think we just start off with sort of looking at, at sort of the games beforehand. You looked at Portugal, how much they relied on Ronaldo and how that's really unsustainable to have Ronaldo dig you out of a hole. Last time, Brazil sort of had Neymar do that job. And this time, Neymar wasn't, <clears throat> Neymar wasn't the only one uh, doing everything, doing all the hard work. You know, you have people like Coutinho and people like Gabriel Jesus who were sort of there to announce themselves. Like, this is, this is our World Cup as well. You know, we're here also to make an impact and not just letting Neymar dictate the game and dictate the team, which I think is really impressive. Yeah, I can, yeah, I can definitely agree that Coutinho and Polinho had a yeah. really good game. Casemiro as well. That was fantastic. I, I, full respects. Lovely goal. Can't do anything about it. Coutinho for Brazil. Ma- they're man of the match, honestly. Yeah, they they were. They had many many good facets of the team. They were, they were functioning and playing really well. The other thing about them is that they really had a very solid structure. They managed to get into a compact shape and and sort of keep keep Switzerland out for a long time. And it's kind of the inverse of the last tournament where they really did well against teams that would sit back. You know, they would just sort of throw everything at them and they do very well. But when teams come at them and teams attack them, they would just wilt. I think it's kind of the opposite this year. They've got a manager and they've got a formation that's very well equipped to sort of deal with teams attacking them. You know, they've got a very good defensive, solid shape. You've got Paulinho and Casemiro in there who have got a lot of steel, a lot of muscle in the middle of the park. And you've got Willian who drops back and the front three sort of forms a, a compact Sorry. sort of shape yeah. that no one can break down. On, uh, and but then, that, uh, then they struggle against teams that also play a strong defensive game. Uh, so it's honestly, a very difficult trade-off. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> honestly, um, what Pekovic said after the game, that Switzerland should not be underestimated. We won the, we beat Brazil in the U, uh, <coughs> U18 World Cup. We are here to compete, which is true. I think after that performance, it shows we're here to compete. And... Right now, after the way Neymar played, it sh- Neymar he just physical players just uh, he just can't I, I think uh, he just can't perform well against them. Like if you have all these physical strong guys coming at Neymar, it's gonna it's gonna be a tough task for him, and he he's gonna your players are gonna have him in his uh, in his in their pockets. And I think going to the Serbia game when you got Kolarov, Ivanovic. Matic, all those physical players, it's going to be a yeah, tough no, task like, for Brazil. If he can't get past, like, if, if, with if all we, respect yeah. to, to Xhaka and Barami, that's Xhaka and Barami. Xhaka has a, has a history of not being the most reliable in, in big moments in the Premier League for Arsenal. Uh, and, and Barami is, what, 33? Look at sort of Serbia's midfield of Matic and Milivojevic. Like, that, that's, that is going to be a completely different ball game for Brazil. They're going to have a really hard time, I think, against those two. And of course, Serbia are just big and massive all over the pitch. Even their their creative players, Milinkovic Savic is 6 foot 3. You know, they've really got a lot of a lot of muscle and a lot of steel uh, in how they play and that could probably hurt Brazil on based on yesterday's evidence could hurt Brazil a lot. I still think uh, I'm still confident going to the, our game against Serbia. It is crucial, but I think switching up the team a bit, putting Embolo in, who's physical and pacey as well, 
because um, both Serbia and Switzerland both lack uh, strikers that are, well, top class. Uh, we don't really have a... We have good strikers, but they're not sort of world-class like some of our other players. I honestly uh, think that Serbia, Mitrovic, not the best. And with us, Serferovic, not that good. And Bolo's okay, but he's been injured throughout the season. So he hasn't done much, and he he's not really... Um, he hasn't played that much, so he doesn't have much experience uh, this season. Uh, and his team did finish second, and he missed out on a lot of those games. So going into it, I think maybe switch up Seferovic, put Embolo on. He's pacey, he's strong. He can hopefully get past some of those strong guys like Ivanovic, Kolarov, and uh, Matic. And we're going to have to be more careful against Serbia because I don't want to concede any free kicks because unlike... Neymar, uh, Kolarov can put it in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, anything else to add about this game? Uh, the Brazil-Switzerland game? Anything else to add? Um, <laughs> no, I think Fox Sports calling us disgraceful. I think it's disgrace Fox Sports are actually uh, um, reviewing these uh, these kinds of games because the way they, they, they reviewed the last Euros was pretty whack, honestly. <laughs> Like half the guys, like especially Alexis Lalas or whatever the hell his name is, just, just I just don't agree with anything they say, even from the last year. Hey, I, 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 don't, I don't think I, I don't think, think this he, part is at a stage yet where we can start having personal attacks. You no, know? but I, but, I just, but he he's he's so biased. That's the thing. If that was America playing against Brazil, trust me, man, trust me, he would have been like, oh, what a bloody top class performance we've got here. America played amazing. If that was America right there playing against Brazil, it would be a different story. <laughs> For 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 their their commentary. Yeah, quite possibly, but that in itself is a, a very different story. Uh, so yeah, um, let's get into the second game, which is between Germany and Mexico. Now, Germany, people are saying this is the worst performance that they've had uh, since Joachim Lowe took over. What do you what do you think of that? Do you agree with that? Did you put any stock in that? Is this the worst game they've had? Were they really that bad? No, it's not. It's it. They weren't too bad they were all right concerning um the their world cup curse they're under which i'm sure uh, which i'm sure exists absolutely 100 percent exists yeah i i honestly it does 2002 2006 2010 2014 all the teams that won it the next year they got eliminated honestly germany they put up a decent performance but i think the best player uh in that match with Kimmich, mm-hmm. would you agree? I think Kimmich was fantastic, but I, I, I don't yeah, think there was any I, I anybody. Think I don't think anybody in that team uh, uh, deserves to be called the best player in the match. They so were all really mediocre. Uh, no, I'm saying I'm yeah, saying for Germany, yeah, Kimmich yeah, but, was the only player that really showed up. And uh, attacking wise, you know, nothing too special. Timo Werner really didn't show off anything. Oh yeah, he's a young, bright talent, and this was his chance to really show the world stage that he is one of the best players in the world. But he he didn't show up then. Uh, Germany struggled throughout the game. They just couldn't find the back of the net. They brought on Mario Gomez. He had a headed opportunity, which I recall uh, many times. I, I, I vision this. I, I, I see this a lot. I, I don't know why I, I recall this so often, but the ball comes in. Mario Gomez heads it. Easy header. Completely misses it, and their chance to equalize is gone. And Mexico... Fair play to them. They put up a lovely, lovely fight, and they it paid off for them. And Ochoa again, another great World Cup performance from him. It seems to me that he that I don't know what what about it's what about the World Cup, but 
players that don't play well for their clubs, when it comes to the big stage, they, they turn up. Yeah, and but the thing I'm worried about, though, um, for, for Germany, is that just the age of the players, like, you've got to look at it and, and sort of be like, is Love not taking enough risk with his squad? Like, you look at who's not here. Of course, Sané, not picked for yeah, the World it, Cup. Honestly, you've honestly. You've got players like Goretzka he, on the bench. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, is he... Honestly, players? this was the World Cup where he should have taken yeah. risks. I think... This was the World Cup he should have taken risks. They had just come off a World Cup win. Um, and, you know, they... Um, they shouldn't have brought the same team, considering everyone can just watch how they played in the last World Cup. Because uh, this year, they they brought the pretty much the same exact team. Teams will understand how to read their game if they play the exact same tactics, exact same team. Teams will find them easy to break down because they can just watch how they played in the last yeah, World and, Cup. And, and so, the, yeah, and you know, you just... I'm pretty sure those guys are still, they still want to win. They still got that, like, desire, but they just didn't have as much of it as Mexico. They didn't like, show it. Yeah. People, it, Mexico weren't unbelievably good. I mean, they were really solid. They were really good on the counterattack, but they wasted their chances, too. They had many chances that they, they wasted, and I think... Yeah. It could have easily ended in a 2-1 yeah. Germany or a 1-1 draw. But, but the it, thing Mexico had <laughs> over Germany... No one finished. The thing Mexico had over, was just, like, the desire. They, they wanted, wanted it more. Yeah. They just ran a bit faster. They had they Mexico chased the ball came. That was kind of it. Mexico came into that game with a passion and drive, and they from the get go they were fighting. I, I think right from the start, Mexico they were hammering at Neuer, testing the goalkeeper. And statistically, uh, it didn't. It it wasn't in the favor of Mexico. But if you watch the full game, Mexico des- deserved the win, and they did play. Uh, really well, honestly, and it was a great game, in my opinion. It was re- it was really interesting. Mexico game to did watch. not sit back; now, like, they pressed Germany when they had to press yeah, Germany. They yeah. they played out when they had to play out, and they just to have to be faced by that much like passion and drive, and just that that energetic performance. Germany just looked stale and just looked lost, and I I think that that's got to worry you. I mean, I think they're playing now against two very orthodox teams. In, in, in South Korea and Sweden, I can say that with all due respect, orthodox teams. Um, so I think that they, they they will still get out of their group, and, and from, from what I think, my opinion. But it's not... It's, They're going to have to yeah, be careful, Yeah, it's though. not a great showing, not good for the conference to start like this, and I think it's going to start I honestly, raising question honestly, marks about them. Sure, 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 they'll make it out of the group, but I, I won't be shocked if there's a round of 16 exit for mm. Germany. Yeah, because I think they come. They'd come second in uh, in this group. They'd come second. They might, and, and if they come second, they might have to play Brazil. If they if Brazil finishes first, and if uh, you Susan just get second, the feeling that if that Mexico. rematch happened, it would be in the got favor to get of Brazil, that feeling because it's the passion Brazil will have to get back at Germany. You know, like you just gotta think. Yeah, and Ger- and Germany won't have the same passion and drive as they did because in the last World Cup they were chasing their fourth. They hadn't won a World Cup for so long. They had the desire and passion to win the World Cup. Let and not only that, they didn't have their star man Neymar, who hasn't had a good start to the World Cup. But hopefully for Brazil, he'll he'll turn up soon. But going if Brazil play Germany, I honestly don't see Germany beating them. Just considering, I mean, look at I mean Coutinho now. They, they have Coutinho. Back then they had Fred. Bloody Fred, playing for them. Fred against the striker, Germany. yeah. Fred, Fred they, the striker. Yeah, yeah. This year they've got Firmino, 
Coutinho, Paulinho. Paulinho. They've got yeah, a much yeah, better yeah. squad. Jesus, Jesus. I mean, sure, last night's game, they, they did struggle. And that wasn't their best performance. But come to the Germany game, round of 16, that's when teams start to switch it, off, uh, switch it up and start to really start to play. Really start to show that you know what we need. We we need to start playing. We need to start showing our drive and hunger. This is round of sixteen. It's win or go home, yeah. and that's when the teams really show show the passion. In my opinion, yeah, and like really, nobody has won back to back World Cups since that Brazil team of Pele. But just to, to to just be this poor after winning a World Cup, like surely they care. I can't figure out what's gone wrong for Germany. I mean, I honestly, I I thought a lot of people think that Germany were like the Real Madrid of international football that they would come into this tournament and win the World Cup yeah. again. That being that being said, I honestly, st- you still can't write off Germany considering the fact that Spain did lose their first game and they did win and the it's, World it's, Cup. It, it, but it's kind of it's kind of hard to to have a Real Madrid this, in this, international football because yeah. it happens every four yeah. years. So you you yeah. really you yeah, only have the same squad but, for two World Cups. Yeah. But but however. The f- football is changing. You've got the UEFA, UEFA Nations League coming up, so more competitive, competitive football. And I think more tournaments, uh, international tournaments, will come up in the summer, so it will become uh, more competitive for the teams, and it will become ac- that actually make it more interesting. Uh, but back to the topic. Uh, yeah, continue. So just for Germany, I think they'll make it out of the group in second. Mexico looked very strong, very sort of. Fresh and the players are old, so it's not the players' age. I'm not saying Germany are too old. I'm saying they just they don't they don't have enough left. I think to 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 push for and a whole campaign. They're play. They're the to be fair to Germany, they're playing in Russia, and every time Germany <laughs> goes to Russia, it never ends yeah. well. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's true. Unless you're the Mongols. Unless you're them. <laughs> Anyway, now speaking of crazy, you know what? You know what? But but before before we finish, let me just say one thing. This needs to be a wake up call for Germany. In their next game, they have to change it up. Honestly, what? Okay, this is what Yogi Le should do. Play Julian Brandt. Try him out. Um, maybe try out Timo Werner again. Sure, he didn't have a good game, but try out some of the young players. Play some of these young players. Yeah, maybe start Zula. Yeah, he he's he's been good this season for Bayern, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been he's been all right when yeah. he's played. Yeah, so maybe try him out. You know, try a new system. You know, because it's not going to work. The same thing is not going to work in the next World Cup, considering the fact that all, all the teams will probably have watched the last World Cup, uh, looked back at the games, and understand how to break the German team down. They need to change it up a bit. Sane should have gone to the World Cup. Honestly, he I think he he he's that type of game changer. And honestly, I think if they had brought him. Uh, they would be performing a lot better than they have, but still can't run off Germany. They got to be careful against South Korea though, because while South Korea um, aren't the best side, they do have some decent players in there. And if they, Germany just needs to turn up, yeah. All right, so going on to the last game now uh, of our review today, this is a bit of an interesting game uh, between Sweden and South Korea, and I think people who haven't. So, uh, followed sort of the intrigue surrounding this game. A good place to start, really, is with South Korea's manager. Um, now, his name... A, a lovely, a lovely man. man. A lovely who man. Who was the name of Shin Tae-yong, who said before the game that... 
Doesn't that just roll uh, off the tongue? Let's let's say uh, let's, it's, it's, let's, a, it's let's a lovely save, name as well. Let's save it. Shin let's, Tae Young. Let's it save just it. Let's rolls save it. Let's save it for, for 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 later. Yeah. Um, that <laughs> he said. Well, first of all, he has a ver- uh, very interesting history. He he won the um, firstly he won the AFC Champions League back in his time coaching his only club job in management with a uh, Seong Nam. Uh, he won the Champions League, and he referred to himself as the, and I quote, Asian special one. He's like, I'm not just a special one. I'm the, I'm Asian, the Asian special, special one. one. And, or, I mean, already right there, you, you've got you've to think about this. Maybe that's a bit strange, his fixation with ethnicity. But it actually got a lot worse heading into this World Cup because he said, and I quote, Westerners are not very good at differentiating between Asians. And um, that uh, was supposedly his justification to hold a training session where he changed all of the squad numbers of his players with the intention of confusing yeah, Swedish scouts. But, but it's, a tra- it's a training session. <laughs> First of all... What, what do you mean? Swedish... Why, wait, Swedish scouts, opposition, what do you mean? Opposition scouts, like looking to see the weaknesses in the team. Yeah, okay, but like, what what is he trying to do here? I don't get it. (laughs) Like, they don't even need they don't need to 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 understand to understand how they play. He doesn't need to know all all the players. And I I honestly honestly don't think they're that that stupid that they can't differentiate Sun from freaking Lee. Like, I honestly don't think they're that stupid. Okay, I I I think okay. I think uh, taking a step back, firstly, and looking at at this this game in in a bigger picture is uh, the thing about that comment is it's almost double racist. Like it's racist on the obvious sense, where it's like only this only this man could achieve double, yeah, double racism. It's it's racist. It's just like the sheer racist part, which is like. They all, we all look the same uh, to some people. And then the, the more deeper part, which is he's just assuming all Swedish people are ignorant. Uh, he's gone in. He's shot. He's had shots fired at his own team. He shot uh, shot fire yes. at his own team. And then he shot. He gave some For shots Sweden to Sweden as well. As well. And it's sort of like, where, where are these comments going? Like, truly, you've got to be more concerned with, you know, coaching your own team uh, as opposed to worrying so much to, to, to perform tricks like that. And I've just got to offer this an aside. When, as a player, when you see your manager trying to perform these like mentalist tricks on the Swedish team, surely that makes you question, like, are we really that bad that he has to go and pull shit like this? Like, remember, Gus Hiddink took this well, you team know what? to the semifinals of a World Cup, and they have a museum named after Gus Hiddink. They have a history of really good management. And then you've got and I'm this telling guy. you, I am telling you now. Th- what what's uh, his name Young. again? The one oh. that Shin Tae Young will have a bloody capital city name after him one day. <laughs> I am telling you now. This <laughs> man special will, one. One, will be remembered in yeah. history. The the, spe- <laughs> the Asian special one will be remembered. <laughs> just kind of think for a bit. Like first of all, he went to a Sweden game. And he wasn't given a place in the VIP box. He just bought a ticket and rolled up to a Sweden game. But then... But, but why would he wait, be given a place in the then, VIP box anyway? But then, even better than that, is that he accused Sweden of spying on him. 
So he put the camp on lockdown. He turned the South Korean training camp into a North Korean labor camp. And just... Just... Oh, just shut it down. <laughs> so, so, as soon as they walked in to the training camp, you just hear alarms go off. Be like, we're on lockdown. The Swedes yeah. are in here. But, but honestly, what he said about the Swedes, though... If they can't differentiate Asians, then may, why wouldn't they, he have shown up to the Iran training camp instead if they can't differentiate them, huh? He could have shown up to the Iran one instead. Or, I don't know, what other Asian teams are in the tournament? Yeah, I, I, the bloody Japan I, one as well. I, I, if he's saying that they can't differentiate them, why is he worried about them scouting them? If he can just, they'll probably end up in, with his logic, they end up going to the Japan training camp. That's his logic. And then he locks them down. Like, I'm just... I just feel really bad for the players to just be at like having their manager perform mentalist tricks on the other team. I just feel sorry for the players. That's really all. I. It's one of those things. It's so stupid that it might. It work. didn't though. It, it didn't work. It didn't uh, work. It I think didn't work. before before. We but like before on. the game, you, you you look at it and you're like, hey, this is fucking stupid, should, but it might actually work. That. We should talk about the game. I talk about the game for a bit. Uh, the actual football that the, that supposedly happened. Uh, S- South Korea did did a did a good job for themselves. I think they they stuck to the shape very well. Um, they managed to, to fantastic showing by the goalkeeper, but they didn't really have a shot on target the whole game. They didn't really create any clear chances. Um, their their main striker, uh, he was kind of stranded there. You know, uh, Kim Shin Wook was kind of stranded. Uh, up top, and they there was really no link between the midfield and the main striker, and that kind of caused a problem for them. The goalkeeper was the main man, uh, pretty much saving them throughout that match, putting a number of fantastic, unbelievable saves to deny Sweden. Sweden didn't look very good. Like I expected more from players like Forsberg. They didn't really create much, um, and they just had to rely on a penalty in the end. Uh, which was given by VAR. I'm sure we'll do a topic on VAR later because there's a lot to say about that. But so ultimately, I didn't think Sweden were very good. Uh, South Korea started kind of well, but that that it kind of fizzled out, and it's kind of hard to sad to say. But I think that's kind of the end of the tournament for them for South Korea. Well, uh, honestly, South Korea they they deserve to draw. I think they do. I mean. Not for all the the, the the strange tricks, but for the performance of the, the center backs. No, for the strange tricks, South Korea deserves the World <laughs> Cup. I, I want to see the Asian special one lift the World Cup with South Korea come home as a hero. When he comes home as a hero, the South Koreans will be like, this man that said the Swedes cannot differentiate us and locked the training camp... And turned it into a North Korean camp, won us the World Cup in Russia. No, honestly, after that summit, I think that even North Korean camps, hopefully, won't be around for much longer. Um, but let's not go into politics it's too much. You know what? You know what? We should send this man into politics. Oh, dear. Oh. Send this man into politics. He would have solved Kim Jong Un. I mean, Kim Jong Un. <laughs> Fuck! How did I mess that up? He would have let's, solved let's, that let's, problem let's, let's, years let's ago. Let's get let's get to his. I mean, it, his problem solving hasn't been great in this match. But looking at the performance of the two center backs and the goalkeeper, they deserve something. But I, I think they are gonna kind of struggle now. I think the World Cup is over. People kind of you know people focus too much on the tactics and on the 
on the on the physical game. People forget the mental. Well, the manager doesn't really yeah, focus man, on yeah. the tactics. <laughs> yeah, people people forget the mental side of the game. I think for South Korea to put in such a strong defensive performance and then lose after that will take a lot out of them mentally. Mentally drained. I mean, when you put up such a good fight, I think they could really. And then you lo- and then you lose. In your and first for the World manager, when you try well. everything, you possibly I th- honestly can. Honestly, think I think lose. mentally, I think mentally, losing the first World Cup match is <laughs> terrible for the team because you just go into the next match and you have so much pressure on you to win because it, it's either you win or you go home in the second match once you've lost the first one. So honestly, yeah, mentally, South Korea are going to be drained. They're going to have to, and they're coming up against Germany. While Germany did not win their first match, they're still a tough team. And South Korea, um, going to that game. I mean, what? I, I, I can't take it seriously anymore because I don't know what this guy's yeah, gonna yeah, pull I, against. I, the I, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm scared for what he's gonna pull against Germany. Like, really? Oh my goodness. But I mean, uh, yeah, they're gonna have to be on their best game for Germany. I honestly think Germany will, however, uh, come up on top. Just barely, though. I think a two-one win for them. But it's gonna be interesting to see what the South Koreans come up with this time. Yeah, well, that's pretty much it for the match and for the podcast. Uh, so, want to uh, wrap it up? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for watching uh, the second episode of this podcast. If you did enjoy, you can uh, listen to more uh, coming out soon. Uh, download the podcast if you want to listen to it in different time. And go like our Facebook page, Transfers Rumors, and that's all. Thank you for watching. I mean, so thank you for listening to this podcast. And thank you, Gion, for joining thank me. You. And we'll see you in the next podcast which will be a review of group, uh, no, a preview of group H. Thank you.